Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kendra. What's up, y'all? This is Clark. And welcome, and welcome to the Highly, to the highly Favorite, Favorite Podcast. Podcast. Wow, this feels good to be back. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I think today's going to be a real dope episode. We got a special guest in the building. A special so guest. Mr. We need the horn. We got to get a soundboard. We really do. Yes, oh, today sorry. we have Mr. Kenny Reeves. The, the Kenny Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Oh, I'm just regular. Yeah. I'm just Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Just Kenny. Okay. Well, if y'all know, if y'all from the city, yeah. uh, Dallas, Texas. Come on. Y'all know who Kenny is. Oh, Clem. Okay. Come on, talk to us now. I'm going to let Clark do it. Talk Come to on. him. Clark. Talk about Clark. Y'all know who he is. Talk, you talk know what I'm saying? He's an Oak Cliff originator. Yo, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A culture, uh, what, what is it? Um, curious. Yes. Come on, you know what I'm saying. Come on, you on the road? Any event that you, that you're going to in Dallas, yeah, and his name is attached Bang. to it, it's probably you're going to have a good time. <laughs> a good you time. might learn no. something. I mean, you never know. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Feel good. yeah. yeah. that's what we're here for. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, we, if you don't know, now you know. Period. You can also find him on the Good Culture Podcast. Oh, yeah. So this is our first kind of podcast collab. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have your other co-hosts, but, good. you know. We're going to have a good time. Know, here, here, representing. Kind of rock with y'all. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate yeah, yeah. you for coming oh, out. Thank for y'all for having me. Yeah. Huh? Yes. We thought you would be great. about me like that. <laughs> You're goofy, man. We're going to be climbing on this the whole time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so, well, basically, we just kind of wanted to bring you on here because we just, you know, we're young Christians, and Absolutely. we've been, you you didn't see us at your events and stuff. Uh, especially this one to my right. So, wait, what'd you say? Especially this one to my right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm still fresh, so you ain't yeah. seen me at too many. Uh, no. I've seen you, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, relax. Don't count yourself out. You be out. <laughs> But yeah, we kind of just wanted to dive into um, like the duality of being a young Christian, but you also being in the nightlife space. Right. Um, you know, we did mention like the first event that I went to that you hosted was the Charlemagne uh, book signing oh, when yeah, he released yeah. uh, what's it called Shook One. The Shook One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even when I saw you like on stage, I'm like, dang, like he's super dope, whatever. You know, you were asking like really good questions, and I remember, no, nah, like I'm serious, <laughs> and I'm a mass communication major, so like Word. you know, I always look for when people are like very good communicators and stuff. But anyway, you was doing your thing, and I didn't even know you were like hosting parties and nightlife and stuff oh, yeah. because I was new to Dallas at the time. And so I was like, oh, this is dope. And I think Gabe introduced us at the end of the night, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was just real. <laughs> it was just, it was a real dope event. But, you know, I like the fact that you can put on events like that, but also we can have a good time at Trappius right. or right. whatever, you know. Definitely. And I think a lot of Christians today, um, some of them are very judgmental, you know, Absolutely. and they'll feel like, okay, well, why are you doing nightlife and why are you throwing parties and all this stuff, right. you know? So we just want to break down those stereotypes today and just get into it, man. You know, for sure. Um, definitely, when I think about our brand, I think about a versatile brand. Yeah. Um, I think about being a person who is a Christian, who, do, who does like nightlife, but I like to read. I like to talk through mm-hmm. books. I like to talk through hip hop. So just kind of addressing all those things that we are on an everyday basis mm-hmm. uh, is something that was important to us when we started doing good culture. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, from a duality standpoint of being a Christian, as well as doing nightlife, I did used to struggle with that in the yes. beginning because, you know, 
I kind of had to talk to God for a long time about what I was doing or, or how I was doing it. Because, again, mm-hmm. coming from college, we used to throw parties. Right. And, you know, it wasn't as alcohol-induced as what we have today. today. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I really just had to talk to God about, you know, I'm inviting people out to have a good time. My grandfather, a pastor, so I even talked to him about it. He was like, well, God wants you to enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to be a hermit. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if these people are coming out and getting drunk, you're not asking them to get drunk. You're asking them to come out and have, and a, have good a good time. time. So yeah. if people mm-hmm. are getting drunk, that's on um, them. them. Right. <laughs> and people, I think that's a good, uh, we got to note that. You got to know your own vices, too. Right, right. You know, like right. some people can go to the club or the bar or whatever and have a few drinks. Some people can't handle that, you know. But there's also so. a few people who come out who just want to hear music. Some people that's right. true, too. Yeah. want to dance. They like the wings. Uh, That'd be us. Like we just become the dance. I keep the men in there. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the men gonna drink, the women gonna dance, we gonna yeah. all have a good time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think this that's kinda how to come to grips with it mm-hmm. and, and started to understand that it, this is a calling. Because at first I thought it was just something I was doing. Mm-hmm. Something that uh I was doing to kind of pass time, make a little money on the side, but then I started to think about, no, God called me to bring folks together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like this this is my natural calling in life. Yeah. yeah. No, that's and real. Because I, I think that uh, speaks to, mm-hmm. like, us as people having different callings right. and having, like, different facets of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have those facets for a reason. Right. And we should explore Absolutely. those things. Like, you enjoy bringing people together. Right. So that's going to look different in different events Absolutely. that you throw. Right. So like you said, one, it could be talking about hip-hop right. with the hip-hop book club. Right. The next one, you talking about books. All of For it sure. is bringing people together. Right. The next one could be an event, right. you know, bangers and brunch. Like, mm-hmm. it's all bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes as Christians, we try to downplay right. stuff because it's like, oh, well, that's not in ministry and all that. It's like we have more of an effect outside in the world right. than, in the than we do in the church. Yeah. The church is both that's practice. Right, exactly. That's not the game. The game is being out here in the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, the, and actually getting out in the world and reaching those people through Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. Hip Hop Book Club is designed like a Bible study yeah. on purpose. Because that's where we learn how to do that type of dialect. But at the same time, you could catch something in a bar and you could pull out uh, the Christianity and that. We could talk through, mm-hmm. man, we talked through a lot of different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But I just think that um, even as Christians, and especially as black Christians, they think that it's a monolith. And we we supposed Facts. to experience God the same, the same way, mm-hmm. experience life the same way. Where it's different walks of life, it's different types of people, and it's different type of people in ministry. Yeah, so I right. just kind of think that our generation is somebody, or a generation that's kind of helping break down those barriers, definitely, Facts. and make people kind of we all get down. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah. I um something I've been learning in the past few months is just that like God is calling us to these different industries for a reason. You right. know, like mm-hmm. that's not by happenstance. And so uh, I was telling Clark and Danny like when I was in my interview process. Um, like a month or so ago, I had ended up talking about God and my faith in my interview, and that was not planned at all. And I was just like, dang, did I just really do that in the interview? But then I had to realize after, like, no, like, God is the one that's going to put me in this position. Like, he wants me to be in the school district, or, you know, he wants you to be in massage therapy, breaking barriers, and he wants you to do all the things that you're doing, too. So I just have to understand, like, 
we're not all supposed to be doing the same thing, you know? Right. Like, we're right. all called to different stuff for a reason. And Absolutely. that's just a part of building the kingdom. It's going to look a different way. Right, right. And I think for you, especially, Kenny, being in, like, entertainment, mm-hmm. I feel like entertainment is such, like, full of, like, lost people. Right. And when you're not lost and you're, like, have a firm foundation, like, people gravitate to you because right. it's, like, you doing all of this and you still have like a firm Foundation. stance on who yeah. you are, yeah. whose you are, yeah. and what you not gonna go for. Right. And like, as much as people like to be like, you know, I'm gonna do what I want, you know, this me, I'm gonna ride for me. <laughs> right. Folks want like community, yeah. they want foundation, right. they they want security yeah. in something. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that that's just kind of what I'm here to do, help provide that. Uh, I'm always been a humble person. Like I said, I come from a spiritual background, but at the same time, I already knew that I can go out and reach a lot of different people in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. And then all the time, I'm not always, and this is, I'm going to be honest, I'm not always thinking of how can I bring this person over to, you know, a Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> a prayer that I pray all the time is that I ask that your light shine through me. Mm-hmm. So if somebody sees me and they're curious as to why I'm living this way, mm-hmm. then at the source of it all, then my spirituality is there for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. that's something that I carry with me every day. That's good. Yes. That's good. That's good. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background, like growing up in the church? You okay. said your grandfather was a pastor and stuff. Yes. I want to hear uh, about that. <laughs> my grandfather is the acting pastor at Sweet Joy Missionary Baptist Church. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Sweet Joy, uh, founded by Robert Kennedy Jr., that is my granddaddy. Come on, um, put him on the map. We started, and he started his ministry at Rosa Sharon Baptist Church in South Dallas and okay. moved from there and started his own church in 2002. Okay. So my first experience um, just remembering church, I do remember a couple different stories. It was fuzzy up until it wasn't. And I just remember, <laughs> I just remember one Sunday, uh, communion was coming around, and I was pissed off because I couldn't eat no crackers and juice. Y'all had like <laughs> the, 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 the little gold joint yeah, with, with the, the gold joints. With like, it took like a, like a piece of bread, and they broke and it. And they broke put it, it in, uh-huh. yeah, in the bread. And I just remember uh, one day I had had enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, before before communion, I was in the back just eating the communion out of the out of the Wait, how old was you? I was five. Okay. Right? okay. I was five. Yeah, yeah. Not really just knowing mm, what I'm doing. Right. Eating communion, I'm drinking the wine. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, my grandmother, she's, you know, white gloves and everything. She bringing us like, where did all that bread go? <laughs> and I'm just in the corner under the Christmas tree like. <laughs> so, um. It comes out, and then I get back out there, and then my mama found out what I did, so she whooped me in the fellowship hall. Mm-hmm. So I'm of crying course. out there in the church. And, uh, I hear the part where it wasn't my grandfather, one of the associate ministers. He said, uh, whoever is not worthy is going to damnation. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to hell. So like, let me hurry up and get baptized, you know. And I got baptized the following week. So I, I definitely remember that was one of my mm-hmm. first experiences. And the second one, I was in my grandfather's backyard, and he lived on a hill. So I am the seventh of 23 cousins. 
So, okay. My granddad got 15 brothers and sisters. He had six kids. Everybody got two or three children. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot of kids, uh-huh. or at least two at the very least. So we all in the backyard, and we playing. This is like 1996. Take this step. Come yeah. on, I was one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, 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 oh, young buck. Yeah. She, 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 she has a back window, and she's sliding the window because, you know, old folks, they'll let you play outside, but they want to hear and see exactly right, what's, see what's going on. on. Yeah. And I'm in the backyard. If you're horny, let's do it. Uh-huh. it. My pony. Then I'm singing pony. All my cousins singing with me. And then we jamming, and then they stop, and I keep singing. And my grandmama say, Oh, okay, if you're horny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need to come put that voice to use for the Lord. So I say the next week I had a solo at Ooh, church and it was Shake the Devil Off. <laughs> the oh, they, they specifically yeah. picked yeah. that song for that you. You right song. in the water. I that the first song I ever led, and that was uh, just my introduction to ministry, which was music ministry. Yeah. And that was uh, how I got deep off into the church. Then after that, I started get the longest Easter speeches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was the I'm the one. I'm my grandmother's favorite grandchild. I have no problem saying that. On okay, yeah, um, yeah. it's the truth. So, yeah, my grandmama really the one who got me off into it. And okay, my granddaddy so. was you know just a vessel, mm-hmm. but at the same time it was we call her Mama Lala. Mama Lala who was a strong background in the youth mm-hmm. at Sweet Joy. That's so, so yeah. Man. Wow. That's like my little introduction, my uh, origin story. Okay. Right, I right. I yours, though. I want to talk to you. What's your origin story? Man. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I grew up in a small city in Louisiana okay. called Homa. Homa. Uh, my people from Homa, Louisiana. For real? Yeah. H-O-U-M-A? H- yeah, Homa, Louisiana. What? Man. The world is too Look, small. Look, now she's going to look I it know, up. Know, know you Who your people talk about it offline? <laughs> That's crazy, but yeah. So um, the church that I grew up in, my parent, my godfather. I'm sorry, and my nanny. It's all right. I get it were, now. Thanks. <laughs> my godfather and my nanny. They were the pastors, and so they were best friends with my mom and everything. So that's just the church that we grew up in. Uh, I got baptized when I was like six. Okay. Uh, Which was like what? 2003, maybe. 2001. Ah! 2001. Okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> But yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I just always remember like believing in Jesus, I guess, but I didn't really have a real relationship with God till like three years ago when I moved out here okay. or like a little after I moved out here. But yeah, church when we were young, we, right. man, we had to, I had to be on the dance team. I was in the choir. Yeah, yeah. Like we was Vacation in church Bible all school. the time and it didn't help that like our families were close. Like. Right. My God brothers and stuff, like all of us grew up like best, like brothers and sisters mm-hmm. for real, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We was at church all the time Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like all the time. But it was cool. Like, I don't regret the experience. I wish they would have like taught us um, better principles. Okay. I'll say that because I feel like 
they tried to, when we got into, like, the youth ministry and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they tried to, like, start teaching us about sex and all of that, but it was right. like, don't do it. Not, right, like, right. why you shouldn't do it, that type of thing, you know? Yeah. So I wish they would have done a little better on that, mm-hmm. but, you know, I we think, live and we learn. I think yeah. even in, um, not even just in church, but in humanity, we are learning and growing how to deal with the idea of sex, sex. for teenagers, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, the Bible, the doctrine is old as, what, over 2,000 years or even more. Mm-hmm. So that doctrine hasn't really changed since then, but the application yeah. could be changed. Mm-hmm. And I, there, you know, there's things I wondered, you know, growing up, like you say, you, you just discovered God for yourself three mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, for me, I've always had a relationship with the Lord, but I figured maybe, I'll say maybe six, seven years ago mm-hmm. is when I started to leap for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's a personal journey, and that's an important journey as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Because you got to know when to switch, switch gears. Like, you can't just be letting your pastor lead you or, you know, your mm-hmm. the ministers in your church or whatever. Um, I think that's super important. So, yeah, like, when I moved out here and I started going to Lit Bible Study, that's when I saw, like, Clark and Danny and all them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, these are, like, young adults. Like, these really? Niggas. After the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this is doable, you know? Right. Uh, because... Even in college, I was going to church every Sunday. I would even go to Bible study in college, but was I doing the right stuff? No, of course right. not. <laughs> but but you live and you learn, you know. You do. You in live fact. and you learn. And yeah. I'm thankful that I was like still going to church in college and stuff. Girl, I was not going to church in college. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it was just that like foundation. I don't know. And probably I was just used to going to church, you know. Yeah. Girl, we used to pull up after them games off that bus go to, go at out. two a.m. Oh, yeah. on a Sunday oh, morning. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Yeah. You ain't going church to church. Not seeing yeah. me. I was church. church is not seeing me. Church is not. I'm not going to lie. When I was in college, I probably would, I went to church when I would go home. Mm-hmm. But if I was at school, right. because I didn't grow up, because I moved around a lot when I was younger, yeah. I didn't grow up with like. A home church. Yeah, right. we had them, but it was like they were, like my parents were big on like non-denominational churches. Oh, yeah. So, like, we had white folks, Asian folks. Like, right. it was a I always went to diverse churches. Right. It was mostly black, mm-hmm. but it was still diverse. Yeah. So, like, growing up and, like, going to church, like, multiple times right, a week, right. I didn't grow up like gotcha. that. My parents did, but with us moving around and all that, right. I didn't grow up that okay. way. So, I got a very, like, I don't want to say more international view of God, mm-hmm. but more on that lane, especially considering that I lived in Germany oh, for a time period. So, growing up and going to church, obviously, I knew I didn't have, like, a, a real relationship with God. Right. Like, I needed to have my own faith and not lean on, like, my parents mm-hmm. for it. But I really didn't get to that point till probably now, probably, like, six years to ago. the same point. So, like, at, in college, like I said, mm-hmm. like, obviously, I knew, like, it was certain stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Right. And it was like, well, hold on, fam. <laughs> I'm a... Do this real yeah. quick, cause I'm not. I don't want to run up in your church right. and being like, "Come on, yeah. I'm out here wild." So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill. You know, read my Bible yeah. every now and yeah. then, pray. Yeah. You know, throw a couple of prayers. Right, right. Yeah. You know, stuff. You know, hit the fan. Yeah. Lord, Lord, take me out of this. Lord, please, Lord. I ain't gonna yeah. never you get me out of this. One. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna again. never do yeah. it. A whole lot of those. You know what I'm saying? But then once I got out of college, it's like, all right, so you gonna keep moving like this right. like i mean that's that uh where you at that's that discernment that that weighs heavy on you and that's how you know 
that God lives in you because yeah. you start mm-hmm. to think about what am I doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, I was a thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on this. I was, really, I was really outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to feel like, man, I'm just going to hit church, you know, because, <laughs> you know, God will forgive me if anything. But it took me it took me to get out of college and come back to Dallas. And I came from Denton, so I went too far. Mm-hmm. But coming back home, uh, it was a big, big decision for me. Leaving my granddaddy church was probably one of the biggest decisions of my life. Oh, because yeah. I sat there and I dated Concord for a year and a half before I joined. Yeah. Okay. And I joined January 1, 2015. Okay. Uh, but I had been going. I had heard Pastor Carter. I liked his style mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it felt like a college uh, a lecture. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. laid out for you. I could take notes. I could apply it. Mm-hmm. Granddaddy, you know, granddaddy up there hooping, mm-hmm. hooping, right. yeah, yeah. 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 And I've, I, I always felt like because that's my granddaddy, whatever I do in this church, whatever lessons that he, I'm listening because that's granddaddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm leading this song or if I'm doing this service, is because I'm doing a favor for granddaddy and Mama Lala. It was. It wasn't until like, like I say, January 1, 2015, when I felt like I'm a leap and I'm gonna start seeing God for myself. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big decision. Even when I got, when I joined, I was in the back telling the man, I don't know what I just did. My <laughs> 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 people, but at the same time, it was it was one of the best decisions I ever made. That's what's up. For sure, for so sure. So it was more so of like an internal shift for you, but never like a big like reality check. You know? Yeah, I was going to ask, because, you know, some people have like, I guess you could say I had a situation that happened in life uh-huh. that I was like, all right, Clark, you wilding. Like, you not yeah. solid where you need to be, mm-hmm. so I need you to refocus. So like a seismic shift. Uh, <laughs> no, not. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in perspective. Uh, all right. It's so, like I said, yeah, you know, uh, it was more what bothered me the most was, like, a family uh, attachment. Mm. Okay. Now, had I done things? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like my faith was rooted, so I never felt like I was disposable because I had did these things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's, that's good. good. I, but I was a thought-thought. Yeah. Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it, hey, listen. You live, you live, you live. It was a, I do think that, the first time I had ever fasted, though, was at Concord, and I had a, a Daniel fast, and people was fasting from social media and all of this. I was fasting from women. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and my, my vice in life up until me being a happily married man <laughs> you know, I, was always Dang, women. Love it. it was always women. Yeah. Women was just like. I, I go everywhere, you know, yeah. so, so it, took, it took some time, but I don't think it was nothing that, that made me feel like I was disposable or made me feel like uh, God wouldn't forgive me for it. Mm-hmm. It was more so just seeing that seeing that walk for myself yeah. and, and going on okay. that path. Yeah. yeah. Everybody don't have that story, so. Right. Yeah, Be so it's always, it's always interesting to hear people's, basically, stories of, like, I won't necessarily coming back to God, but like learning God oh, for, yeah. for themselves, especially right. if you grew up in a church. Because right. I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like when you grow up in the church, you get desensitized by the power right. of God right. and like Absolutely. having your own relationship. Yeah. Yes. So usually it takes us, you know, like stepping back and being like, okay, right. I've been in the church. I know the power of God. Mm-hmm. Let me tap in for right. real. But it's also things that I feel like 
in our walk, God is always resetting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been times where it's something that I know for good and well that this is what I want. This is what's right for me. And God, uh-uh, nope, nah, that ain't, that ain't it. it. <laughs> no, sir, that's not going to yep, work. And thanks. now I will tell you about the time I was with a girl. Uh, okay. Take us down. I was like, like for six years, right? In Ooh, college. Oh, that's a minute. Long time Wait, did you that's say in college? Minute. College, on and off. Okay. So college okay. and then adulthood the first two years. Okay. And um, for whatever reason, we was hurting each other. So, like, you know, it was me. I was a fuck boy. I didn't told y'all that. It's okay. But, <laughs> yeah, but, it, but instead of us like breaking up, she would get me back. Mm. I'm like, I'm get your ass back. And yeah, then right. we was in this toxic circle yeah. with one another. And for whatever reason, we loved each other, but we wanted to make it work. And God was like, no, sir. That's not that's you. Not nah, it, nah. Y'all not right for each other. Yeah. You know, sometimes you always the protagonist in your own story. I mm-hmm. very well could have been who God would separate her from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. But yeah. at the same time, uh, it took like a pregnancy from outside of the uh, the relationship. For me to say, oh, no, nah, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, that, that's just a part of the story. So God will reset you. God will let you know, like, that's not what I want for you. Yeah. But right. it, was a, it was an experience that definitely reconnected me. Yeah. Because um, sometimes we get distracted. We do. Facts. Yeah. Uh, often. Right. I would have to say often that, we get distracted. Yeah, because that's kind of how it happened to me. I was out here living life, end up getting a DWI, and I was like, all right, time See, to tone it go. down. <laughs> that's it. Bring it all in. What you got going on? What's up? That's, that's Big G because if the DWI is like, if it had been a fatal accident, then, you know, you couldn't have had a chance to, Man, to what? reset. Mm-hmm. So God be resetting. And then I was in Louisiana, too, and they're way more lenient there. So I was thankful for that. Because had I been in Texas, like, <laughs> don't mess with us. Child, <laughs> yeah. It would have been so yeah. much worse. But, yeah, that's stuff that I had to think about. Like, I had to get in this pretrial intervention program. I had to go to AA classes uh, and see a counselor. Like, all this stuff, right? All this in the tender age of what? <laughs> 22. Jesus. <laughs> That's just an accident. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't need yeah. to be an AA. And so they were talking to me like, you know, what if you would have killed somebody or like hurt yourself, yeah. you know? And that was yeah. like a huge reality check for me. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm done. But we just be so used to living like that in college. Like in right. college, I was the designated drunk driver. Why? Right. Why was that ever a thing? Boy, we be young and We be young and dumb, we'll bro. We be young, young and dumb. I started going to Lit a few years ago. I see what Clark did. You know, I just be peeping the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to their stories and what they've been through. Right. And if they went through something, I'll be like, okay, so how you got through this, whatever. I'm going to learn from them. I don't want to live <laughs> and just bump my head on my own. No. Right. I could just learn from you That's and apply that wisdom. And uh, that transparency. I do think that uh, in our generation, in a way we, we take to ministry, we come from a real-world approach. Um, Facts. Like I said, I came from a 125 people congregation. So there's my granddaddy and a bunch of deacons and a bunch of people that was preaching fire and brimstone. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? And the mothers and the people who got up in front of us, they had it all together. But you would have never thought that maybe they had a DWI Mm -hmm. at some point. Maybe they had a pregnancy that Mm -hmm. didn't come to fruition. Or maybe... 
you got five or six kids that you didn't have with your wife. Yeah. We don't know we that. Don't know right. about that we don't know that. We was never exposed right. to that. So I think with us being honest with each other as Christians, this this is the way I think ministry is supposed to be. No yeah. facts. No. It's through our it's testimony. True. Like, yeah. right. you tell them, our journey ain't for us. Right. I, granted, it's for, like, the betterment of us, right. but it's to share with other, with people, other people to yeah. see, like, this is where I was, this is where I was without God. Yeah. And this is why I am now with God. This is what God can glory. do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for the, uh, his glorification. Oh, for absolutely. sure. For sure. Okay, so absolutely. I got a question. Okay. Before, point, before somebody scared. else. I'm she scared. pointed at me and said she had a question. <laughs> so I'm scared. You know, it's serious. <laughs> anybody else. So anyway, to another uh, question. Okay, so are you talking about you choosing to, okay, let me tap in with another church. Okay. Why do you think that there aren't more black men that's doing the same? Because us, listen, right. I want to marry a black man. Okay. I, I believe that the black man is the head of the household. Absolutely. I can't follow you right. if you're not following Christ. Right. I want to follow you. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want you to make the I decisions. Get it. Absolutely. I feel like for the but, brothers, I got to speak up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but it's like, I run into a lot of guys that they lean on to their own understanding. It's like, mm-hmm. fam, you really think that you right. can handle your life right. and a whole family? Right, right. right. Like, where, where's the disconnect? <laughs> where's the disconnect? <laughs> okay. All right. So... I can speak up for some of the brothers and say that I do see a lot of good examples mm-hmm. of black men seeking Christ. Obviously, y'all talked about lit Bible study. Mm-hmm. My boy Joe, mm-hmm. we started yeah. uh, in Concord, and he was the one who was doing the young adult Bible study. So in that group, I seen a lot of guys by our age. Yeah. yeah. We was probably 25 at the time. You was probably in high school. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Relax. But, um, I, I saw some examples in like my circle of people. It's, it's good Christian men. Mm-hmm. Now, outside of those circles, we live in a space of black Twitter. And on black Twitter, I see a lot of exchange between men and women. Mm-hmm. And some of the men be talking reckless. <laughs> but them, those aren't my experiences. Now, to the dudes that's possibly leaning on their own understanding, I would say that maybe that point in their life hasn't arrived hasn't yet. Come yet. Uh, and, and, it, and sometimes it's a critical point. For mm-hmm. me, it was 26. Mm-hmm. 26 is when life started making sense to me. Uh, but prior to that, I was just... You know, kind of leaning on whatever I had learned before. Right, um, right. It, I, th- I would say give it time. Mm-hmm. You want to lead. You want to follow a man. Mm-hmm. You want him to lead. Maybe that man ain't ready to lead yet. Uh, and even those men who have been called to lead, yeah. there are times where we still get distracted. Mm-hmm. No. Like, even, like I'm, I'm married in, in, in my household. The COVID-19, you know, church started to fall to the wayside. We couldn't go to church. Mm-hmm. So now... Logging in, is it so easy to log in as it was to go to church? You know, right? And there are times where you know what we ain't prayed together. Yeah, you know we haven't we haven't tapped in, so we always got to reset like we talked to. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say I would say be lenient on the brothers. Okay. Um, and notice some people ain't gonna get it right, but for some, they time ain't 
arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good way to put a bow on that. To not, <laughs> <laughs> to it not, is. To not say anything damaging yeah. to no, the no, black that's men. Because I do feel like, you know, men are very much people who they have to arrive on their own. Absolutely. Women, let's be honest, we can kind of be led there. You but know, I we're think good. y'all smarter than us. Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah. are smarter than us. Yeah, true, we're way true, smarter true, true. Mature y'all are. Yeah, true. Y'all are. I get it. Y'all go see a doctor when something's wrong. We think we can figure yeah, it out. I think uh, no, y'all fine. fine. Yeah. That's kind of if you think of... I'm going to just take... What? Yeah. Right. So I'm just, I'm just uh, take a vitamin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to the Meanwhile, doctor. Meanwhile, that man back broke. <laughs> I'm good, you know. <laughs> but y'all, y'all will seek out. I just pulled the muscle. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all be blowing me. And that's why, yeah. uh, that's a side note, but that's why I'm starting to work more uh, on my business mm-hmm. with black men. Right. Because it's like, y'all do not take care of y'all's bodies see, like y'all should. I, I see, I feel so judged. <laughs> and um, it's like, listen, I'm, right, I'm here to help. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, I think that there is a dichotomy between men and women where y'all do right. We do wrong until we need to do right. Mm-hmm. That's just natural. Uh, my wife goes to the doctor for everything around with her. Me, my chest been hurt for seven weeks. I'm going to go with something really wrong. Uh, because for whatever reason, it's this thing like, uh, when I find out what's wrong, then it's what's wrong. Mm. But before then, it wasn't a thing. And it's, it's just, it's just kind of like a difference in opinion. But the same way y'all go seek treatment, y'all seek the word before, you know, certain men mm. do. You know, that, that treatment is the Bible. Yeah. Uh, that treatment is being connected to the Lord. It just takes time. With men, we, we slow. Y'all, y'all mature fast. Even in, in adulthood. Yeah, look at yeah. y'all. Look at the ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, that, that brother's going to leave when he's called to leave. When he's ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one answer y'all looking for? No, that's not what that's <laughs> No, I just, want to, I just want to hear your viewpoint because, like I said, I, we, I have examples of mm-hmm. black men Absolutely. who are married, who are single, mm-hmm. that's like seeking after guys. So yeah. I know I'm not on the soapbox of like, Ain't no good men out here. Yeah, we no, they're that. they're out here. But it's a lot of that kind of rhetoric online. It is. It is. And, that's and it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Like you just said, everybody has their own process. Right. And it's not going to be a benefit, especially of a black man, if we're not in a position to support. Right. Not not to to carry or lead, mm-hmm. but support. Mm-hmm. Support is a big word. Yeah. Because I do think that's I mean not even just men need we need that as a culture. The facts. Mm-hmm. No facts. For, for for either either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we need to support each other more. I think one thing that like I speak to black Twitter because I'm a spectator at this point. I mm-hmm. can't get in a bunch of ballad of sexist talks. <laughs> I'm a feminist now. <laughs> so I, really don't get, I really don't get involved, but it's um, it, it's unfortunate to see how we talk to each other. No, very true. It's, we we it's a predatory nature how we tear each other down. Mm-hmm. So support is the biggest word. So I definitely appreciate you saying that. No, That's for good. real, because yeah. I feel like more conversations just like this are just people just being open and willing right. to listen, yeah. because we don't know what y'all go through as black men, yeah. mm-hmm. and unfortunately, y'all aren't put in a position to be able to um, effectively communicate those things, because mm-hmm. y'all aren't given that space, Right. so yeah. it's like, as black women, we can't expect y'all to, like, 
off rip, just be willing and able to communicate what y'all going through. Right. It's like, in whatever facet we're talking about, relationships, mm-hmm. career, whatever, right. your relationship with guys, like, we can do that because right. we've given that space. Yeah. Black man, y'all not giving that space. Yeah. So it's just like having more open dialogue and willingness to listen mm-hmm. and seeing what each other is going through. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very necessary, Absolutely. especially right now. Yeah. Absolutely, especially in these times. I mean, again, go, going back to support, uh, it's in a, it's a lot of times where everybody communicates styles different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some men shut down, other men overshare. I'm a person who overshare. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just built that way. Mm-hmm. But even sometimes there are women who who shut down. Mm-hmm. And there, there's just understanding. People, we gotta learn how to communicate with Facts. one another. Um, being able to have a platform to speak through the things that we deal with on a day to day basis, a lot of time we aren't afforded those. Yeah, um, right. I'm here talking to y'all. I have a platform, I have a podcast that I can speak to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like the I Am Athlete podcast because it's I love, I love it. Girl, I love that uh, podcast. It's for me and sharing yes. like feelings and stuff. Yes, and athletes, I love you know that podcast. And that's why because you get to see a you black get to man see. Yes. Life. We, you get we, to see the other side. We are sure. vilified mm-hmm. in life. So when, it's good. Uh, I was like, I, I can't take this. <laughs> and then Brandon was crying with him. Yeah. I was like, which I love Brandon because he speaks on that episode about his relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so dope. Like, we need to see black men in positions of influence right. talking about how God changed their life and how, like, they still cool. Like, right. he still got to, he talking through his troubles. And we don't get to a lot of times. Uh, and then also on some platforms where you get so big, people want you to shy away from your mm-hmm. spirituality because they don't mm-hmm. want you to offend another right. group. Right. We're not here to to offend anybody. Right. Uh, being standing next to Christ shouldn't offend you. Right. right. There, you know, people have PR specials that tell them to, hey, let's not go here. Let's mm-hmm. not go here. They get real PC. So seeing uh, Brandon Marshall do that, that was dope. Yeah, yeah no, extremely dope. I was like, I love this podcast. I know. <laughs> I love yeah. I kind of want to talk about, um, you said the first time you fasted was when you got to Concord. Yes. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about that, and not just fasting, but okay. like we both grew up in church, right? Right. I would see my mom and them fasting and all that, but they never like told us the importance why, you know, like mm-hmm. they never like broke it down to us. And so I don't know. I just want to know why you think black churches, um, I don't know, why do you think they have such a hard time, kind of like breaking things down to like the youth. And just young adults, I guess, because growing up, it was like, okay, y'all fasting, we're not supposed to eat X, Y, Z, whatever. But now, I feel like we just have a better understanding, you know? I think our generation is uh, our generational curse breakers, yeah. right? And I don't want to say nothing controversial, right? But I do think that... <laughs> what you finna say? <laughs> no, no, it ain't going to be nothing controversial, really. But I, I, have a, I have a mind. I use my mind. I think about stuff a lot. I think about how... My parents went to church versus how my grandparents went to church versus how their parents went to church. And the farther you go back, a lot of times you think back to, like, slavery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the way that the slave masters told the Bible to the slaves, then they had to tell that to the next generation and tell that to the next generation. They a lot feel like a lot of the generations before us were being told to, uh, fire and brimstone, fear God, you mm-hmm. can't do yeah. 
you won't do, God won't allow. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're talking about relationships with God. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the spiritual walk is being fully actualized for our generation, right? Because we're the ones who actually took the time to kind of like read, analyze, yeah. and talk to each other about it, mm-hmm. as opposed to I'll say like I got a whooping in fellowship hall. Like you supposed <laughs> to do this. Yeah. And this is what you will do. Mm-hmm. Like that. So I think that um, I think that slavery got a lot, a large part to do with why things weren't communicated down the chain for yeah. other generations. No of black facts. Yeah. That whole just do what I say right. mindset right. is very much a like, Slave okay, for what? For like, what? What's the reason? Right. Now, right. now, now I got to add it to me. Now I got to add to because I want to understand the significance exactly. of why right. I'm doing this. Yeah. You know how many times I used to get popped for saying why? Why? And I same, really want to know same. why. I legitimately <laughs> want to know like why? why so I can better understand. understand. Exactly. But why was disrespectful to the generation to before To the generation us. before us. Right. Facts. Yes, because like, I feel like that about like the sex topic, uh, fasting, even worshiping. Like, I would see people at my church like put their hands up and worship God, but it was like, okay, you have so no like, clue what that. What is. like why you got your hands in yeah. the air? You know, like, and yeah. as a child, you like, okay, well, I don't know, you just be confused, you right. know. But like, I started worshiping for real until a few years ago, you know, yeah. like, oh, no, that's real, all that uh, praying, like yeah. being like intentional about praying and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we was in church, you know. I was gonna say niggas would just open up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would just what open up. You know, yeah, they would open up with a little prayer or whatever. Of course you like end with a prayer yeah. and all this stuff, but it was never like we never had Bible studies or like sermons on like uh why you should pray and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. You know, all that and you fill in the blank, but I don't know, I just think that these are things that we should be talking about more. And I do see pastors now like talking about these things more. Like you got mm-hmm. Mike Todd breaking down on um, relationships and sex right. and dating. And I think that's huge, you know? Um, yeah. And I've seen, like, Stephen Furtick and other pastors, even, like, my pastor that I go to in Fort Worth, he's like, does a really good job of, like, putting an emphasis on prayer and mm-hmm. worship and stuff. And so, like, every Wednesday we have prayer and worship night, right. and, you know? And so it's like, I don't, when I was younger, I was like, dang, I don't want to go to Bible study mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. I don't want to do this. Not but now... Sure. Child, I tell y'all bye so I can go to church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we finna go first. Okay, man. Like, cool. You know, so. Bible study then the kickback. Yeah, I just think. Like, <laughs> no, no, for real. No, I think you hit the nail on the head about it just Not being. the nail on the head. I mean, okay, is that No, that is. Oh, that's the right but, okay, yeah. well, no, that's not. <laughs> but uh, you talked about. It just been about relationship, you mm-hmm. know, not just like the tradition of religion. Right. Yeah, you know, religion. So. You know, folks love to be like, I don't like religion. Right. Okay, cool. I don't really fool with it either, but I surely mess with Jesus right, Christ. Right, right, right. And I think that for some people, they might have been scorned by the church. You know, whatever experience they might have had, maybe somebody came in and was judged for something that they did. I try to mm-hmm. be. You know, I try to be well-rounded in my approach to talking to people that are non-believers. Same. Uh, somebody, it's a it's a real conversation. Um, when I first got into corporate America, like 2012 or so, I believe you probably was in middle school. Uh, <laughs> I'll just ignore you. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What you was doing in 2012? 2012? I was in high school. Uh, okay. I was, I was a junior. Year. I was oh. a junior. <laughs> uh, uh, when I first got to corporate America, I was eating a bowl of oatmeal, 
And before I was getting ready to eat my oatmeal, I prayed over my food. Mm-hmm. And it was this guy named Josh. He was like, hey, uh, Kenny, why are your eyes closed when you're getting ready to eat? And I was like, well, I was getting, I was praying, Josh. Mm-hmm. Before like, you interrupted me. <laughs> right. It's common knowledge. Like, oh, man, I thought you were dozing off. Uh, yeah, I don't really pray like that. And, and then I started to ask him questions. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't really, I don't really like it. You know, people have judged me before. So I started to just kind of tell him, like, well, no, that ain't the way. You were supposed to be approached. You were supposed to be greeted with love and mm-hmm. respect and kindness. Yeah. So just talk to me about your story. Mm-hmm. You know, before I left that job, I had him doing Bible plans with me. Oh, so oh, you know, good. like just taking taking time to spoon feed people here and mm-hmm. there, yeah. but don't beat people up with yeah. the yeah. word. And I think that sometimes you can you can run folks out beating them up with the word. Definitely. No facts, yeah. facts. You got to meet people where they are Absolutely. for sure. Because I know I've had conversations with people. And also understanding that, like you said earlier, how to communicate with people and like understanding what they're saying is not a personal attack on you. Mm -hmm. Like they've had experience with Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's not a personal attack on you. Mm -hmm. People are people. They're going to people. So they going to do wild stuff. Yeah. Even though they're saying that they're Christians. Mm -hmm. So I've had conversations with people and it's like they know that. I do not agree with their how they right. their belief system, mm-hmm. but I'm also not finna damn you to hell right. because you believe in that. Yeah. I'm gonna have an actual conversation with you right. and show you how God has been uh, a way maker for me in my life. I'm not gonna talk to you like what you doing is mm-hmm. wild. I'm just gonna show you right. that hey, you know, it might be a, a, a different type of way mm-hmm. to do this and life. So you don't have to. You don't really have to say much. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that, like, too. You can let God's light shine through you. Through you. Yeah, I, I love right. that saying. It's like sometimes you're the only Bible that people will read, right. you know? And right. so, like, we just got to think about it like that and let God be shown through our actions. Now you're good. So, you know, because, you know, my, uh, I have a couple of friends that are non-believers as okay. well. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's a struggle sometimes. <laughs> but I just be like, you know what? I'm going to love you to death. I'm right. going to tell you that right. Jesus is real and that's what I believe. But... Yeah. Hey, it's all I can do is plant seeds. You know, I'm not right. gonna like force it down your throat. I'm not gonna no, hit you sure. over the head with a Bible. I'm gonna just do what I can. I'm gonna show you how I live, and boom, that's all I can do. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, cause I feel like um, I feel like our generation is kind of breaking the mold of like living a life of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Like I think in the church, especially in the black church, right. it's like a thing that you're presenting yourself one way mm-hmm. but then in real life you're story. a butthole to right. your wife or like <laughs> you be talking wild to people like you're not yeah. a nice person people don't really like you but you claim that you rock with jesus right. that's why i be getting upset by these uh we finna be uh these trump supporters <laughs> <laughs> but they be just doing wild stuff and it's like but you're a jesus. christian yeah right. in the name let's be honest the KKK be saying that they're Christian. Mm-hmm. See, Nothing that you're doing is Christ-like. It's Christ-like. How are you exemplifying Christ right now? How? People, people <laughs> being that word to fit whatever narrative yep. they want to fit. 
And it, you you could probably find something in the word, you know, slaves obey your master. That's in there. You yeah, know? no, and facts. They, and, they, and they take it and they use it for their benefit. But mm-hmm. Satan does that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's important for you to know your word for right. yourself. No, you know? facts. Yeah, because a whole tip will get you real quick. Right. No, no, I mean, <laughs> they be like, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. The hotels be coming with some new And them Hebrew Israelites? Oh, they know the Bible. They all, they know that Old Testament front and back. They really do. One time I went up to them because I thought they was the bros. I seen all that purple and gold. I was like, I what was going on. And I got caught in one of them. Brother. Oh, shit. Nah, this ain't it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's important that you you know your word, especially nowadays. Let's be honest, a lot of people are being more spiritual, Mm -hmm. so people are going their own spiritual journeys and all that. And I always say, listen, I feel like Christianity gets played like it does because it's the truth. Like, let's be honest, ain't nobody out here flipping Hinduism. Right, right, yeah, right. Let's just be honest. People are manipulating the Bible. They do that. Yeah, they do that. So if sure. there's so many people trying to manipulate and use it, mm-hmm. it got to be some truth to it. It, mm-hmm. it is. And Just. Yeah, no, for That's sure. a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I can't. Listen, I don't have nothing else to say. That was yeah, good. No, That's you, a good point. You, you hit that one. Uh, <laughs> get, me, get out. <laughs> you hit like the nail show. on the head. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring the joke back. Yeah, yeah it's good okay, podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have you back. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to have you back. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. For sure, for sure. But yeah. You wanna hit them with the last two? Yeah. Let's right. see. Let's you see have anything else you wanna get off your chest before we ask you our, our two mm-hmm. ongoing questions? Is there something I need to get off my chest? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, question. Has anybody like seen you like at church or whatever like prior to COVID and then like seen you out and ever like tried to like check you and be like hey so like you be out all the time but like you a Christian? No not really and I'm I'm actually uh, glad that hasn't happened Mm -hmm. the crazy part is you know I don't know if y'all you know Casey right Casey he he a Sigma oh yeah. yeah so Casey was the first person I had ever spoke to at Concord. When I joined, I was looking for the choir room, and I couldn't find it. He helped me find it, and he helped me find the director. And I actually got connected with her and joined the choir. Uh, Casey out all the time. Casey see me. We are members of Concord together. We are members of Concord <laughs> together. together. When I sing on the mic, Casey right there singing with me. Um, and it's no judgment. Uh, yeah. I don't feel that. I haven't had that yet. Mm-hmm. But if I am faced with that, I think I'm equipped for it because, yeah. you know, I'm rooted in the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a heathen for a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I know exactly what I need exactly. to say to you. Exactly. You know exactly um, what to say. But, um, I feel that. At the same time, man, nobody who walks is perfect. You shouldn't right. approach me about what I'm doing because if you see me, that means you here too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, it just is what it is. And even beyond that, uh, my uncle's a pastor too, mm-hmm. and he started his ministry at Friendship West. At the mm-hmm. Charlemagne mm-hmm. thing, I was cussing like a sailor, and Pastor Freddie Hines was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came up to me after, boy, you did a great job. And I'm like, look at <laughs> yeah. that. You know, like, <laughs> if, if, 
Pastor Haynes didn't judge me. Well, I'm from where yeah, you yeah. from. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that was just a question. Because, you know, I, well, I feel like, well, Christians and both non-Christians, like I said, love to speak to the hypocrisy yeah. of everything that we do. And so I was just curious, like, I wonder has anybody ever, like, tried like to say something about them? hypocrites right now. Man. I was just going to say, I hate when people try to, like, use that logic against Christians. Like, right. nobody, we all hypocrites, bro. Exactly. We're not perfect. Like, we're going to always do something. Y'all want us to be perfect. Yes. We, nowhere in the Bible does it say that we're that perfect. We Y'all perfect. want us to be yes, perfect. I hate that. For we don't sin? claim to be perfect. It's just a sinner. Listen. Listen, that's why we got Jesus, because we know we flawed. Exactly, but the thing is, that's just society. We all point fingers at one another. Now, I won't say we all. I try my best to not judge folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I'm on social media quite a bit. That's where the bulk of my job is. Mm-hmm. And I'm on social media, and I see somebody do one thing. It's a witch hunt the entire mm-hmm. time about what this person has done yeah. mm-hmm. that don't change because uh we christians it's, mm-hmm. it probably intensifies yeah facts. because we christians so mm-hmm. i think just society is, is trained that way we got to break a lot of molds not even as just christians but as people that's people. Mm-hmm. culture you know so you go in the shade room you'll see a whole bunch of cutting up meanwhile you, you're sleeping on a mattress come on <laughs> Talk to you, him. You, 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 Talk you to don't him. need to be saying nothing. Exactly. Like the pick and keep it pushing. Because yeah, your mirror dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, you need to chill. Please, that's what it is. Exactly. Go get some Windex. All right. <laughs> okay, now we can go to the question. Okay, bet, bet. So, how do you exemplify a relationship over religion in your daily life? Um, I, I post uh, a lot of stuff, and I'll probably you know, in dealing with things that I'm going through, I'm vocal about it. Yeah. I think about when somebody is talking about religion, I think they're coming from a fearful perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they talk about relationships, God is the homie. I need to talk to him. I need to check in with him. I need to be friends and to let him know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. I'm vocal on social media about even my own struggles in different areas in life. And me and Clark have kind of talked through this. Like I'm transparent. Mm-hmm. I will tell you hey, this is where I'm struggling, this is where I need help, but this is what I'm calling upon to do so. And uh, most times, more often than not, I'm leaning on God for my source of things I'm dealing with, and I think that's more so about a relationship. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. What? Wait, I got a quick question. Sidebar. Do you go to therapy? Um... Oh, you know what? I almost was going to ask that yes, earlier. Yes, and I forgot. But yeah, you yeah. just talk like about your transparency. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what I'm dealing with today. Okay. Well, not going to tell you what I'm dealing with. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking what about What you today. thinking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. But um, I have just, I have spent the, what's today? Thursday? Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I've spent the entire week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, searching for a black therapist in Dallas. Uh, Yay! That's what's up, man. So, told my wife I was going to go to therapy, uh, and and look for you know certain things. Again, I don't want to get too much into what yeah. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with, but there are you know some things in life. Sometimes you look around and be like, I've been so consumed with my stuff and my work and things that I'm doing that I don't really look around and see am I taking care of me yeah. in the process. Mm-hmm. So the Bible plan that I'm on right now is a plan uh, about, like, depression and anxiety. And not to say that I'm dealing with such, 
uh, but I just wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, whoever the author is, I'll, I'll forgive me for not knowing, but in the devotional, he talked about being spiritually, mentally, and physically connected mm-hmm. and how all three of them kind of weave together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you asked me that because I have been thinking about therapy the entire week. When I said I was going to make my decision, I got like 12 therapists on the list. Yeah. Like all black women. I don't, I want to see a black woman. I love women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow I will be making my decision. So. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm happy for you, man. I'm going through the same process. And then Kendra already I, already yeah. goes. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah. I was going to well, so kind of ask on the cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. How has uh, therapy helped you in your walk with Christ? Man. Therapy, I started therapy because I wanted to learn how to be more vulnerable. Like okay. you was talking earlier about uh, some people just, you know, shut we kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me. Like I never used to like to talk about my emotions or whatever. So I started therapy so I could be more vulnerable and learn how to communicate how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. That in turn helped me do the same thing with God because God wants to know our ins and outs. Like, of course he knows what we're doing all day, every day. Right. But like, he wants you to express to him, like, mm-hmm. Bro, this hurt me. I'm upset. I am yeah. frustrated that this job is pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. wants to to experience those things with him. And so I feel like it just helped me overall, like, in the physical, with, like, talking to people and, like, my accountability partners and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but also with him. And, like, it made me a better prayer. Or pray better, I guess. Um, okay. And I just, I don't know, I think it's super dope. That's a good question. I never really, like, thought about it how I, Connected so all this, together. Look at Kenny. Yeah, that's <laughs> we forgot we got our own. Yeah, you forgot. You know how to ask questions. I've been thinking about it since I had did the Charlemagne thing. Yeah, and, um, that's what made me go to therapy. Well, that's why. Yo, was, event on the precipice of going to therapy, and then life, boom, married, house, others, and then COVID, and then others. Like you got real. Mm-hmm. I got married in 2019, oh, the end of 2019. Okay. So we had still even been on honeymoon. So a lot of just stuff just start happening, happening. immediately following mm-hmm. that interview. And um, I have been, it has always been in the back of my mind. That's when I first started to think about it. But now it's like heavy. At first I really was like, I don't really want nobody in my head mm-hmm. and telling me what's wrong telling with me. Telling you. Because yeah. that's, that's where, that's where uh, my defense had kind of been. Mm-hmm. And my wife had been a person who had been to therapy. And she said, mm-hmm. I recommend that you go. I must mm-hmm. demand that you go before we say I do. Mm-hmm. We went to couples therapy, mm-hmm. got out of yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's different things that we deal with, you know, just as well as you go to the gym, just as well as you open up your Bible, you need to be working on your mind. Definitely. So, um, that's, yeah, that's the decision I decided to make today. So, yeah. What's up, man? I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. That means we a lot. Have, I wasn't ready for that question. Nah, we, nah, we, we have a resource, too. It's like a black healthcare workers in DFW. Please. I know you said you got your list already, but if anybody, uh, yeah, anybody yeah. you run across, you know, yeah. that's looking for a therapist, we'll send looking you that. So you black forward women. it on. Black women. Yeah, yeah. that's same, what's same. up though. I'm glad you decided that. It's yeah. I, it's gonna change your life, like in the best way possible. And I think you made a good point about um, you know, we love to work on our physical bodies, we go to the gym, we mm-hmm. go to the doctor, all this stuff, but right. we gotta do the same thing for our minds. And it's so much that goes on in the day to day that we don't get to talk about right. and just express. Um so it's good when you go to therapy and you can just let it out to share. somebody with the objective perspective. To yeah. some degree I feel like I had stopped taking care of me. 
and that's we, after COVID. COVID was tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a newlywed in COVID, I was really concerned about how things were affecting her. Mm-hmm. And on the flip of that, everything stopped. And my primary source of income is nightlife, being outside. When outside froze for what, three months or so, mm-hmm. my income slowed down. So when we got back rolling, I don't want to miss nothing. We out here, we got Wednesday, we got Thursday, we got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I need every dollar I can make mm-hmm. to recoup what we missed in those three months. And so mm-hmm. during those three months, I'll be open. My wife put our household on her back, and, and she carried us through a lot of different things. Yeah. Being that vulnerable as a man, that bothered me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't want my woman carrying anything. We just got here. Yeah. We just mm-hmm. got married. Yeah. So... When we kind of bounced back from that, I, I did all I could to get the money back rolling. Then looked around and said, well, dang, where's my time? Now you burnt <laughs> out. Oh, damn, where is, I ain't been to the gym in X amount of time. Or I ain't felt good about myself in X amount of time. And then she mm-hmm. made me sit down and say, all right, bro, you need to invest in you. Mm-hmm. So that's the process. That's what we're dealing with this week. Good that's question. what's up, bro. That's what's up. You yeah. know what? I really, I really appreciate you sharing. Yeah, of course. No, same. Like, because you didn't have that's to. Real. You didn't that's real. You didn't have to say all that. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have to. You could have kept that to yourself. Yeah. So we appreciate I was, you I said sharing. it on y'all podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> someone who doesn't know Jesus to know about him it don't come overnight uh definitely don't you know in your new walk don't expect everything to you supposed to know every scripture you supposed to know everything uh definitely say take your time make it a walk make it a journey uh God is love but he will teach you he's fair mm-hmm. and honest so don't expect that now for you to be a Christian that everything is right. It's going to get worse. That's just one piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the, that's the main source. That's of good my advice. advice. That man. Yeah. It's wise words. Was. <laughs> you going to hit us with Romans 10 now? Yeah, I was trying to pull it up. Okay, uh, okay, uh, so, yeah. Kenny, I don't know if you know, but um, at the end of every episode, we recite Romans 10 9, and that's just um, so we can give people that are listening the opportunity to, you know, profess their faith in Christ, basically. Okay. Um, okay. So, it's real okay. short and sweet, you know, but we just like to give people the opportunity. That's dope. All right, here we are, Romans 10 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So, if um, you said that prayer. By now, if you listen to this, we should have our website. So, <laughs> you can go on the website and click. There should be a place where you put your information, and you can just click and let us know that you've... Uh, 
receive Jesus in your heart so we can get you some information. You know, we, we like to give information, like yeah. build a little community. Because okay. when you're trying to be a new Christian right. and, like, you ain't got people around right. you, no, sure. and on top of it, you ain't got people that's going to, like, keep it real with mm-hmm. you, it's like, all right, so what, what I'm, I'm doing, doing out here? Yeah. It's like I'm still trying to do right, but it's like clearly, it. you know, right. I'm trying to still figure it out. New Christians be like Neos. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta get one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a great yeah. example. You got the train mark there. That's a fact. That is funny. What is that on the t-shirt? That's good. That's good. That's good. Look at us. Yeah. Just laughing our heads off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Man. Songs of the week. Songs of the okay, week. Okay, yeah. Let's get to it. You want to uh, go first? Is you want to do the honors? What do we do here? Is it secular first or Christian? Oh, it's up to you. Whatever's yeah, on your heart. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whichever. Right, I'm going to finish on the Lord. Uh, first, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, my song that I've been listening to is What It Feels Like by Jay-Z Yo, and Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Uh, I haven't stopped listening to it since it came out. But another one, uh, I do this Gospel Power Hour every single day. So I'll read my word. And then I'll just listen to gospel music for That's an a hour. good idea. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I start the day. I burn sage. <laughs> <laughs> burn sage, pray, then I get in my power out. But Deliver Me by Donald Lawrence and the Tri City Choir. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Okay. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, about the Exodus, right? Mm-hmm. Deliver me from my ex- yeah. This is my. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Sing it. Sing a it. little melody. <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let you go. Right, so my first song is my future and little Uzi. Oh, okay. <laughs> what song is it though? Y'all, you know, I was what song is it? Oh yeah. That song is toxic, but it, it sounds is. good. That's the trick, right there. It sounds good. No, I'm gonna be honest. I was very conflicted because this song, Future, be talking about he feel like Jesus Christ. No. Mm-mm. But y'all, the beat, the beat sound good. The beat, <laughs> the beat go. It's the fire. beat go. It's fire. That's a hell of a song. So y'all check that out. And then my gospel song of the week is by Phil Thompson. It's called My Worship. Okay. That's a, a fave of mine. But it just, it, it get it out you every time, you know? So. There you go. Weird. Okay, look at you. <laughs> All right, I'll do my secular song first. Okay, so my uh, secular song is called Get You Some by Smoke um, DZA featuring Buddy. Yup. And then my, uh, my head (laughs) (laughs) itch. Okay, my concentrate. (laughs) Okay, and then my gospel joint, you know, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Before, you know, when I was trying to Zoom here, I was like, dang, I ain't got no Christian song. (laughs) I'm, I'm. Gospel yeah. playlist, Apple Music. Okay, let's see what's going on. So I fell on this one. You know what I'm saying? I fell on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh by Roderick Neal. It's called Love You More. Mm. It's giving me real like it got like a '80s vibe okay. to it. And a couple of weeks ago, I was on my '80s. Okay. I, 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 
Kendra, you know I like you know, 80s music. Too. I, like I love 80s, 80s music. Color. Like, so it was giving me a vibe. So I was like, okay, I could buy to this. Because I ain't really want no worship at that time. You know, I ain't want no worship mm. music. So it got, it's a little, it's a mid-tempo beat. Okay, so okay. I was like, okay, I, like I can this. get with this. I'm yeah. put it in the car. So yeah. 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 It's going to be on a playlist. We we create a playlist with all the songs oh, and all fine. that stuff. Yeah. So it'll be on a playlist. Yeah. Where can I yeah. find this playlist? You can find it at uh, Holly Favorite Podcast on IG. Yep. Or it's low key, it's, it's going to be underneath mine, too. Okay. If you follow me on Apple yeah, Music, yeah. then it will be underneath mine. So yeah. We put on Apple yeah. Music, though, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to make sure y'all pull up y'all playlist. Yeah. We, appreciate it. we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate the cues. I saw where you was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate the cues. <laughs> We're going to put that thing on Spotify. Well, there you Let's go. See about that. More people on Spotify. Yeah. I'm on all three. You on all three? Cause I have to listen to all the music, and when I first got on, they used to have these wars of title got in it, Apple Music mm-hmm. got in it. I remember that, but I just kept it. Yeah, uh, for the sake of just having all three. You're like a music yeah. connoisseur too. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah I got, I have I both. I need to get titles. I have. I had title for a minute. Me but too, and I got rid of it. Yeah, I but did that's too. the one I need. He's black on. I need to get that one. I mean, yeah. Jay Z sold some shares today. You know, yeah, he did. Black on, so. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on. Cool. We did. Thank you for having me. This, this was, was great. a great episode. I really it was. We really enjoyed it. I learned a lot about you today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you put on for the. For the black brothers out here who you know trying to trying to get it together yeah, you know what i'm saying sure. trying to do the right yeah, thing you know what i'm saying yeah. and i feel like once again like i was saying i feel like black men don't really get the credit and black men don't cheat yep <laughs> <laughs> crickets <laughs> let's go with that right 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 speak it we gotta speak it <laughs> they don't <laughs> Oh, we we got this. He got that. Oh, I'm on now. But all right. I try. I try. Oh my gosh, I'm weak. I definitely appreciate y'all having me. This was fun. Uh, I never been on podcasts like this before. So. Oh really? Yeah, no, for sure. I have uh-huh. never really had an opportunity to speak about my faith. I don't think people know about it. Dang, so, yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah, you said that on the phone. Oh, we yeah. was talking about yeah. it. So we figured it would be. A dope situation for you to just kind of speak on something a little different than what you know. Oh, this do. was dope. You know I appreciate y'all. It's so, fun. Man. I would love to come back. My heart is happy. Yeah. Nah, yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. yeah. to ask you. We're going to have to speak offline. Okay. Hey, yeah. cut the mic. We will. We will. Alright, you We out, okay? Alright. Oh, hold on. What? 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 That's not what you, that's not how you normally uh, really end it. Really well, you said let's talk offline. Alright, you right, you right. Alright, peace. Come on, cut it, cut it, cut it. Y'all have a good week.